and welcome to How to Survive Your Life. I'm Molly Merwin, and I'm joined, as always, by Daisy Earl and Kaylee Cassidy. This podcast takes inspiration from the news, discusses it, debates it, and gives you top tips on how to survive everything. And welcome to How to Survive Your Life. How are you doing, survivalists? How was your week? I hope well or as well can be expected in these times. This week, we are doing How to Survive Imposter Syndrome. I think a lot of people can relate to that with everything going on. But first, let's talk to the ladies. Kaylee, how was your week? How are you? How have you been since we spoke? Hi, good. Um, so I spoke to my sister yesterday and I haven't spoken to her in a long time. And she had spoken to my father, which is a shame that this wasn't on the family episode, to be honest. But <laughs> oh, well, this is my week. So yeah, so she said, basically, she has a kid seven and another kid five and my dad's never met his grandchildren so my sister's been really upset about it because they're her kids and they don't they often ask like about their granddad but anyway so randomly my dad's ex-girlfriend got in contact with my sister and said listen he feels really bad and he's been really ill and he'd like to get in touch and speak to you but mm-hmm. she was had not told my dad that she told my sister this because my dad had not said that. <laughs> so my sister gets it into her head that she's really excited that dad wants to get in touch. So she's waiting for this phone call that never comes. Aww. So she rings that girlfriend who's now the ex-girlfriend because of this. <laughs> and <gasps> says she says, like, I'm really upset with you. Why would you lie to me? She said, oh, I'm sorry. I just... I I just wanted to sort of repair this rupture or something. Mm -hmm. And my sister was like, stay out of it. But anyway, she ended up speaking to him. And she said to him, like, why haven't you seen your nieces? Uh, They're five and seven. Oh, your Your grandchildren. Sorry, they're my nieces. Why haven't you seen your grandchildren? Also, why haven't you seen us in 10 years? Don't you miss us? And no word of a lie, I do not write this. My father replied and said, I can't. He's uh, he's not Irish. He's Scottish. I can't see. Uh, there's a coronavirus <laughs> for the past ten years. Uh, my sister was like coronavirus. Irish. I'm not coming over there. I can't go in. And she's like, uh, I think seven. It's not been around for seven years. I but there was that swine flu, and then there was that flu. <laughs> you were not alive when there was the plague. You <laughs> so, Father of the Year once again once going again. to his dad once again. So, I the reason why I have a bad relationship with my father is coronavirus. It's confirmed. <laughs> Another <laughs> thing that COVID has done and ruined. The coronavirus you, has ripped my family to shreds or given my family excuses as to why we are in bits. I love that Is though because that- it's a really awful excuse. That's the that's the fun part of that. Hmm. But you know so many people are using that now. You know, like oh I can't, you know, I can't see you. Because, oh, well, COVID. Oh, I can't, you know, wash. I can't bathe. COVID. Yeah, but I'm sorry, Molly. It's not good enough. Don't you stick up for my father. Oh, no. I completely agree. I'm sorry I haven't seen you in 10 years. It's coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that is a new level. I completely agree. Okay, no, Daisy, how was that. your week? Huh? What did you say? No, don't worry. I pushed the joke too far. I pushed it way too far. <laughs> as long as you acknowledge it, that's the first step, Kaylee. <laughs> Daisy, how was your week? 
Yeah, it was all right. Well, I say it was all right. I have been acting like a lunatic to the point that I was convinced that I had PMT because you know, you just like I just thought it's that time of the month you're acting like a you know unpleasant person, and then. I said this to my husband. I was like, I'm really sorry. I'm being really irrational. I think I've got BMT. And he was like, oh, no, that's not till next week, which made me realize that he tracks when I'm going to go a bit psycho each month. I could see why he did it, but it also was really discouraging in my own mind because (laughs) I was convinced that I was behaving badly because it was going to be my time of the month. And I think that's like a tax that men should pay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Putting up with you because I'm like, I have to like bleed for four days Mm -hmm. every month and not die. So you (laughs) should be able to put up with me being a bit, you know, a bit more annoyed that you can't just take the bin out. But then when it doesn't come, you're like, oh, no, you've actually just snapped now. This is yeah. this is who you are. You're insane. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's been my week. A lot of fun. Amazing. Uh, so you guys call it PMT. We call it PMS. Oh, I think some people call it PM, PMT as well because it's syndrome or tension. Ah, I was going to ask what this T stands for. Yeah. But in my case, it's definitely tension. So I should really say yeah. yeah. I feel like tension, that's just such a British way to say what it is. Yeah. Like you don't want to say exactly what it is, yeah. but it's tension. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, ladies. I've had a, okay. I mean, you know, I've had a week, you know, I'm still here. I'm existing. I'm surviving. The, the big news in my week, I bought Luna Christmas collars with little bows on them. And they're really cute. But she's so fluffy, you can barely see it. Oh, maybe you need to shave her neck. No, <laughs> she's gorgeous. She looked like a cat poodle. <laughs> Some people do, you know. Oh, okay, ladies. So this week we're talking about empire. Yeah. You like that transition? I'm like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. We're moving on. <laughs> this week, we're talking imposter I'm going to get you a cat poodle Christmas card. <laughs> I'm not going to cat poodle your cat. I won't do that. That's too far, but I'll, oh, I'll find poodle. an image. Find an image. I can't wait to see. It's going to be a collage. That's what it's going to be. Anyway, so this week, we're talking about imposter syndrome. It is 2020. A lot of people are out of work or they're unemployed, underemployed, and just generally feeling like, do I know what the fuck I'm doing? Am I good enough? Am I this person? Am I what I say I am? Et cetera, et cetera. But don't worry. We're here to get you through this. We are here to help you survive imposter syndrome. If you've been paying attention, you would notice, you will know that the past two weeks, we are past four episodes. We're now on episode five of this season. We are tied. Kaylee has won two episodes. Daisy has won two episodes. And so we're going in from last week. Daisy won last week, won families who survived family. And this week we're going to survive and help you survive imposter syndrome. How do we do that? Each week, Daisy and Kaylee bring three top tips each, and they would present them over three rounds in which I will judge as the judge whose top tip is best. I give two points for top tips. I also give points for kind of whatever I want. 
the ladies also get to respond to each person's top tip. So maybe I'll give points there and we'll just see who's going to survive imposter syndrome. Daisy, since you won last week, you get to choose. Do you want to present first or do you want Kaylee to present first? I will go first. Excellent. Daisy, what is your first top tip for surviving imposter syndrome? Okay. My first top tip is that everyone is an imposter. So be a happy imposter. So basically, like, <laughs> I feel, uh, also, can I just make a note here that <laughs> I did my hippiest tip first as a Yeah, tactic. I was like, this is hippie, hippie. <laughs> Everyone's an imposter, so be happy. But you know what's so funny? I really deliberately, when Molly said, who wants to go first? I thought I'll go first so I can do the hippy dippy tip before Kaylee and take her hippy dippy, you know, wind out of her feathers. It was it was savage. But anyway, so sorry. Be happy because everyone's an imposter. And what I mean by that is like, I always felt especially in comedy like if you're a woman in comedy you're always Mm. the odd one out because especially in stand-up like the live circuit you're almost always the only woman on a bill and I think that it can make you feel like it can give you a bit of a chip on the shoulder but equally I think that whatever the thing is that you think you don't have or you're not everyone else will think they don't have or are not something else. So like, Mm -hmm. if you get into the mindset that you think that you don't belong there, you'll find reasons not to belong there. And I find that especially like, because things like comedy, it's such a random industry where like success is, it's not really like a pure meritocracy. Like there's a lot of luck. And what will happen is if you see someone else progress because you feel like you're the odd one out and whatever your thing is they don't want, you'll go, well, I would have got that if I was a boy or I would have got that if I was uh, Irish. I would have got that. Whatever the thing is that you're not that that person has. I would have gotten that if I was a hippie. Exactly. I mean, never that because, you know, hippies are the worst. But the I'm joking, <laughs> Kaylee, they're wonderful. They all... No, 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 Daisy, all I'm going to say at this point is, yeah. as this is your audition tape to get into Hippy Dippy School of Lifeville, you need to take that bit out, okay? All right, That's sorry. That's what I'm saying. That's okay. just my side note as a I'll coach. T- I'll take that. I'll take that out. <laughs> but, it, but it is, I think, it can be like, so for me, I think everyone has a bit of like a chip on the shoulder. And for me, it's often the way that I look. And I did an audition for Nationwide because I don't know if you saw Nationwide had these like comedy like adverts on TV where it was like a little Mm -hmm. bit of a stand up talking about money. So I did the audition and like I got the writer's you know fee and all that stuff to audition for which it. is huge in and of itself which was yeah well you know or just what they contractually had to do in order for me to audition <laughs> but either way um, but I mean like you got that far I remember this is happening because you're talented anyway I'll shut up go ahead thank you Molly uh, but I went yes yeah, so I did it and there was one of my bits 
that they really liked and they asked me to kind of re-record it and could you do this and that and then eventually they didn't choose it they were like you know because it goes through like a creative agency so actually Mm -hmm. nationwide didn't choose it and my immediate response that I truly believed was the case because the creative agency had liked the bit was they just didn't want someone who looked like me to do it so I emailed the woman and said like from the creative agency I said oh just uh to be clear if you want to do that particular bit but you would rather someone else said it I'm happy to not you know be in the ad and just have a writer's credit if you want another girl to do it and what I meant by that Mm. was like a blonde thin girl if you'd rather they say the line, I don't care. You know, like I'm not precious. And then bless the girl. She sent me such a nice email going, oh, hi, that is not the case at all. It's not about what you look like. We love your stuff. Just the client's been a bit more specific with the brief that they want it to be really specifically about money. So it was like, it was Mm. just that the bit didn't kind of fit what the ad was meant to do. But in my mind, I was so convinced that it was because somebody somewhere and and you make these kind of characters in your head of like Mm. people sitting around in a boardroom with a big TV going, who's that girl? Not her, not her face. Next, do you know what I mean? They're not doing that. (laughs) And that's why I think imposter syndrome can be an illusion because as much as you feel like you're the odd one out because of your thing, everyone else equally feels like they're the odd one out because of what a their thing is. So I think whenever you're in a situation that you actually rarely get to in life that you feel <laughs> if you feel like things are going well, you just have to go, well, luck would have it that I'm winning at the moment. And also comfort yourself. It won't last. You know, that's the squat yeah. in me just being like, just remember everything <laughs> that goes up comes down. You know, you'll be up for a minute. So don't be a dick about it because you'll be back down in a minute. <laughs> you never keep going up. And that is what my mum told me since I was a child. Great. Thank you. Kaylee, your response? I think that capturing imposter syndrome as an illusion is a really good word for it. Uh, I was very distracted, Daisy, in your tip. I was distracted by this chip on the shoulder malarkey. What is this chip on the shoulder? Just eat it. Just eat the chip. Or feed it to a seagull that wants it. Because we don't need no chips on our shoulders. Ironically, it's because I'm bigger and that's my problem. I ate all of the chips. And (laughs) that is why now I feel like I'm the old one out. (laughs) So if anything, I need to stop eating the chips and just put them on my shoulder in the very much physical sense. Not really, because who you are is perfect. So continue eating the chips. I also eat all the chips. Mm, Chips are good. You know? Chips Don't deprive delicious. yourself of chips. If there's a chip mm-hmm. on your shoulder, it might be quite tasty. Put some ketchup on it, I say. Okay. I don't know if that even makes sense. I don't, I've confused myself. You know, Kaylee, we're used to it. It's okay. Thank you, Kaylee. And with that, Kaylee, what is your first top tip for surviving imposter syndrome? Tip number one is to take the test and identify how it holds you back, imposter syndrome. You can take this test at psychtests.com and... What it does is it identifies and distinguishes what imposter syndrome is exactly for you. And it's important, especially ahead of a like big project or an interview to get a hold of what that is. So doing the test and giving the imposter syndrome, or as it's also known as imposter phenomenon, space so you can manage your triggers when you're coming up towards big 
projects, new things, like big events. Accepting you have imposter syndrome puts you on a road to understanding it. Uh, you can begin slapping the concrete on the bricks of your awareness and build your self-esteem. It is an ongoing project managing anxiety and stress, but identifying where the nerves come from means that you can prevent rather than reduce the negative knock-on effects that imposter syndrome has on you. I'd like to interrupt my tip right now with a little bit. Okay. Hey, nerves, where do you come from? I come from Ireland. I come from Scotland. And I come from the glute. <laughs> Taking the test might also show you how you don't have imposter syndrome. You have something else. Perhaps it is harpy syndrome. What is harpy syndrome, I hear you ask? Well, let me, let me tell you. In her book, Women Who Run With Wolves, Clarissa Pinkola Estes talks about a woman's creative life and how it can become polluted. Now, I'm focusing on women because statistically, mm -hmm. women suffer from imposter syndrome more than men. Mm -hmm. And this book is a book written for women who are suffering from low self-esteem. There's a Greek myth where each time Phineas has his food laid out, a flock of harpy birds swoop down and eat the food and then shit all over all the stuff that's left. <laughs> so Phineas is punished with eternal hunger. Estes uses this story as a way of illuminating the poverty of a woman's creative spirit. She says the harpy syndrome destroys denigration of one's talents and efforts. And through a most disparaging internal dialogue, a woman brings up an idea and the harpies just shit on it. So the harpies are our internal voices telling us that we are shit, stupid, pointless, worthless, ugly, all this stuff. Harpy talk is mind shit and we must be aware of its toxicity to our progress if we're going to be the great achievers we were born to be. Now, footnote, as you know, I sometimes have footnotes. Harpies make me think of Sharpies. Sharpie syndrome is what my nieces had once when they drew all over my sister's newly painted rented accommodation walls and said that Auntie Kaylee told them to do it. <gasps> yeah. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your response. She didn't laugh once in the whole of my tip. Oh, Just I said. But I actually thought it was a good tip, which is oh. why what I was about to say. I thought I was getting ready for... No, opposite. I thought it was quite... For you, Kaylee, I think what always surprises me is when you say things <laughs> that even through your hippy-dippy nature are quite sensible. I thought that was quite nice. And I also <laughs> think that... I, so... I think that was a backhanded compliment. No, no. Oh, okay. Well, I'm taking the compliment. I feel very moved right now. <laughs> I feel ten. I feel tender. No, I. Feel I, I okay. I'm moved. I can't, I can't win. <laughs> the nice thing about hippies is that if you offend them, they'll only like you know send you a flower. So yeah, which Kaylee does a lot. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I know I'm so broke, and you've never sent me one back. <laughs> oh man, Kaylee, you actually want to send me a really nice book, so I I need to stop making fun of you. I'm gonna make a uh, effort. <laughs> That's why I sent it, passive-aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> I sent you that book. I'm going to make a, a thing of not making fun of you for the rest of this episode, and I'm going to see how long I last. Okay. That's I'll, usually I'll... what happens every episode, Daisy, so it's nothing new. <laughs> I'll give it 60 seconds. <laughs> okay, thank you, ladies. Thank you. Okay, so we have round one. Daisy's is everyone's an imposter, so be happy about it. Everyone has a chip on their shoulder. And Kaylee's is take the test. I 
I thought I wrote take the test and sex now. I was like, that doesn't make no, sense. No, it's not. It's not a pregnancy no, test I, or an STD. No, no. I, no, I was a, like, uh, it's my handwriting test. Take the test and see how imposter syndrome holds you back. Specifically, see what your triggers are. Where, where is that site? It's the called psychtests.com. P-S-C-H and then tests.com. Tests.com. Excellent. Although Kaylee's response to Daisy's was, eat the chip. I say put some ketchup on that chip too. Yeah, I do too, Okay. Actually. With that, I'm going to give two points to Kaylee. Take the test and see how imposter syndrome holds you back. Her suggestion is psychtests.com. And I think that's really smart because... I had, oh, I still have anxiety. I live with anxiety, but for the longest time, I didn't realize that's what it was. And now when I get anxious about something, I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'll go for a walk or I know Mm. how to deal with it. And so knowing your triggers really, and also maybe, maybe somebody says something or does something if it triggers me, if anything, it's empowering yourself and you're empowering yourself to, to deal with that. So that's great. I love that. Two points to Kaylee. I also thought it was interesting, though not surprising, that women suffer from imposter syndrome more than men. Unsurprisingly. I think that's probably because most of our lives we've been told, you're not allowed in the room. You can't come in the room. You're just, you're just for birthing babies and cooking and cleaning. Mm. You can't write comedy or anything like. <sighs> anyway, but I am going to give Daisy <laughs> a point for everyone is imposter, so be happy. I think that's so great because recognizing that everybody's insecure about something And there's probably something that you don't like about yourself that no one else is even registering. They're too focused on themselves and what they don't like about themselves. Mm -hmm. So I do think that's great. And there we go. So going in around two, we have Kaylee at two points, Daisy at one. And then with that, Kaylee, what is your second top tip for surviving imposter syndrome? I don't have a second top tip. Oh, really? I'm joking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) okay so tip number two develop a healthy relationship to failure and mistake making with yourself and others this is a toughie but one we all must grapple with if we're gonna hold ourselves in this crazy old world especially now Mm -hmm. I used to hate the fact that I made a mistake like I loved in comedy the things that really made me laugh was something that you could tell wasn't on the script. Like something yeah. that went wrong, that was just yeah. joyous. And I can think of so many examples where I've cried with laughter for that. However, yeah. in myself, I wasn't able to accept that at all. And I was, yeah, I had such a bad relationship with mistake making and fail- failing. I'm only aware of this now on reflection, by the way, because we, this, you know, this time's given me a lot of yeah. time to reflect and I can see that that was like my behavior. Yeah. I'd be the girl who, if someone asked me who a band was, like, oh, do you know who the Flaming Orchids are? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't really remember their songs, their album, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I, I, I've heard of them. But I hadn't, but I couldn't accept the fact that I didn't. It felt like a failure, the fact that I didn't know all of the music. I mean, who knows yeah. all of the music? And I just felt like a fucking shithead. 
So I just think it's okay not to know all the music, Kaylee, you know? I never said that to myself at the time. And I would quickly rush home and try and listen to everything that the Flaming Orchids had made, just so I knew who they were. And I'd probably never see that person again. But then in conversation, I can just be like, oh, have you heard of the Flaming Orchids? Yes, their album, Bitter, Bitter, Sweet Tears of Chili Bottles. By the way, they're not a real band. I've made them up. And, and that album is also made up. It's fantastic. So yeah, so I think admitting that you have and will make mistakes is unbelievably healthy. Better than vitamin C tablets, to be honest. In a new job, when you're learning how to use the till and the coffee machine, that is the time when you're in training to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Okay? Not when you're out of training and you're winging it because you are too scared to look weak and crap. Like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. And then you bloody don't. When you're training, you can make mistakes. But yes. so being a perfectionist, being good, being shown to be trying the hardest you can, being qu- a quick learner because you said it in your bloody CV, it's like, if you didn't pick it up, you didn't pick it up. And if you accidentally gave someone a pound change instead of 50p, it's also fine. Always trying to be ready and show off, but never actually being ready. That is why I felt like an imposter, because I guess I was. I was pretending to be more equipped than I was. And and this coffee shop, it, it's a true story when I worked in a coffee shop. I guess I was never being true to myself or the level that I was at then. Do I blame my childhood? Yes. Yeah. Why not? Being a good girl, being perfect. It has a knock-on effect in adulthood. Do I blame children's books? Molly and Daisy, absolutely. The hair in The Hare and the Tortoise is Mm. hounded for fast, for going too fast and napping, and then it's ridiculed at the end of the race when they lose. The hare made a mistake. And the hair is made fun of. And that's the worst thing ever, right? Everyone making fun of you. Everyone seeing that you made a mistake. And I think that shit manifests itself into adulthood. Um, I think this is all linked to imposter syndrome because the fear of people finding you out is linked to us making a mistake and that being the unraveling of our life and our successes. Perhaps we shouldn't look at cancel culture and the way celebrities are publicly jeered when we're thinking about our own situations because that is that's quite terrifying actually when you see that mm-hmm. puts terror in our nervous system and if we could all be aware of our mistakes and the fact that other people will make mistakes too we could combat this thing called imposter syndrome as if you are being yourself and doing your best you know that's what everyone's doing and what is there to uncover if someone does jeer you like the hair in the story that's their shit and that's their projection not yours that's their mistake, perhaps. But let's just embrace our own mistakes and other people's and learn from them. Excellent. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your response. I really related to the part of like feeling left out with music because I used to do that all the time and then anchor into a future conversation with no context, something that I'd gone off to research. So I think, yeah, I think everyone can relate to that because I, especially, I think at school, people definitely tried to like deliberately say something obscure so you don't get it. So yeah, I think Mm -hmm. that's that's very true. Excellent. Yeah, I really relate to this. I think it's also kind of like, it's a relationship with perfectionism I recently talked to a professional and they're like, I think you, I think you deal with perfectionism. Like you don't allow yourself to have mistakes. And I was like, I think you're right. Okay. Thank you, Kaylee. Thank you, Daisy. And with that, Daisy, what's your second top tip? 
for surviving imposter syndrome. My second top tip is that sometimes imposter syndrome is a good thing. And I will tell you why. I used to be a community fundraiser, like a a fundraising manager, and I wasn't very good at it. So I often... I often felt like an imposter and like I was getting away with something. And that is because I was. There are some people <laughs> there are some people who are naturally very good at fundraising. And there are some people like myself who are not. And I think when you've managed to convince people for a number of years that you are someone who is good at it, At some point, the imposter syndrome makes you think, do you know what? You are not good at this. And that's a good thing because actually I could have lived in a world of delusion for years, being a very average fundraiser, losing funds for charities everywhere. But I didn't. I left because my (laughs) imposter syndrome was entirely accurate. And that voice in my head that went, you're not good at this. You should leave. I said, you're right, voice. (laughs) I am not good at this. And I should leave. So I did. I no longer work in fundraising, which means that I have opened up roles for people who, you know, probably could do quite well. And, Uh, you know, charities will do better without my help. (laughs) You're you're so giving. You're so giving. And I also can't believe it because I've heard that she's applying for charity jobs at the moment. (laughs) Not in fundraising. I'm. I'm not a talentless person. I just think you've got to find what you're good at. There's a lot of things. I'm good at event management. I'm good at event fundraising. Just community fundraising is a very specific skill that I was not gifted in. And I think that it's good to sometimes just go, this isn't for me. What's that What's that like proverb when they say if you judge a frog by its ability to climb a tree? There's like something or you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. <laughs> I've never heard of that proverb. No. I love a good old proverb. I swear <laughs> there's something like if you judged a fish by its ability to climb a tree, you'd always think the fish was stupid or something. But it's, <laughs> but it's yeah, I think you've just got to, I've lost where I was going with this and I'm aware I, You know what, that. I'm loving this, Daisy, because anyone <laughs> listening to this podcast really is getting a handle on the skills that you can bring well, exactly. or not bring and that to is- positions. So oh. if you were looking, hey, if you have a charity, Molly, you're looking for I some work. I am way ahead of you. And that is why I have used a stage name for years. So <laughs> they cannot find me and track this down. Because if the world gets difficult and I need to go back into fundraising, I will be jogging interviews <laughs> and lying, saying, I'm amazing. You just definitely hire me. And I'll know full fine well. <laughs> Lies, lies, lies. I like the idea <laughs> of them going, oh, you're good, are you? Can we just play the tape? <laughs> and then they, they play this. This episode where I go, oh, that was, uh, I was doing a bit. Yeah, no. So sometimes imposter syndrome is good for you. That's my point. Excellent. Thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, your response. My response is, this is the proverb. If you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Well, that's oh. what I wanted to say. That's that's. Thank it. you. Thank you for that on the spot research. You're welcome. Yeah. Process that proverb for a bit, see what it means. But yeah, you yeah. can't put a fish in a tree. It will die. So don't put a girl in fundraising. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
a new proverb. That's a new proverb. <laughs> Don't, Don't put a date in. Don't put a daisy I mean, in fundraising. Can I just say, there's a lot of fantastic women in fundraising. It was not a woman thing. It was a daisy thing. That... No, that's what I mean. That's why. I mean. <laughs> yeah. But I like the idea of a daisy because of the flower. Yeah. Know, this flower walking in like, I go fundraise. Because fundraisers, you've got to really push people. And I'm yeah. like, and not just like, it wasn't street fundraising. It was like, you know, companies and stuff. You talk to yeah. people and you've got to keep trying to get more. And I can't be asked if someone doesn't want to do something. I just end up going, ah, uh, do whatever you want. You know, I've got, yeah, I have a good time You need money more than our charity does. Yeah, well, that's right, the right, thing. I fine. just go, oh, if you don't want to do it, I don't want to push you. Just, <laughs> that's fine. Do what you want. I don't like, because I think it, it being in the position of asking someone, I don't like. I like just telling them. Like, my dad is an amazing, he's a fundraising volunteer. And what mm-hmm. he'll do is go up to people. So he'll sell, like, you know how they sell the little badges, like, for like a particular charity mm-hmm. he'll just go up to people and go do you want a badge and he's such a tall intimidating man that they go it's like he's just quietly <laughs> mugging people he'll just go from person <laughs> to person do you want a badge and he's looking at them like the answer's bloody yes do you know what I mean? like, um yes please he's like right good next you want a badge you badge badge, uh-huh. badge. so i think yeah i just don't have that that instinct great and future employers, there you go. <laughs> okay, ladies, thank you. Okay, so we have round two, Kaylee, with develop, develop a healthy relationship with failure slash making mistakes. Daisy, sometimes imposter syndrome is a good thing because it brings you back to reality. Okay, awesome. So for this, I'm going to give one point to Daisy for her excellent story and really selling herself as uh, <laughs> somebody wanting to work right. in charity. Can I just say, I've just outed myself on our public podcast for not being good at my day job in a national pandemic and international pandemic and i'm getting (laughs) one motherfucking point for it wasn't worth it was not worth it well there you go then the judge but uh (laughs) and then i am giving two points to kaylee for develop a healthy relationship with failure making mistakes as i said before i think this is huge everybody makes mistakes no one is perfect and you just accept that especially when you first start a job i think you want to like show that you're really good at it and so you want to not make any mistakes, Mm -hmm. but everybody does. And, and, and when you make a mistake, that's an opportunity to learn. Now I say that, and I, I need to take my own medicine. Also, I loved Kaylee's story because I do the same thing. I'm like, Oh yeah, I know that made up band you just talked about. I know that film you, you talked Mm -hmm. about totally. Everybody does it. I guess I thought it was the only one. I'm actually very, but this is, this is interesting. So in poetry, for example, I'm not very like knowledgeable about all these names of the poets and all the poems, but Mm. poetry can be very inclusive like that. Like, Oh yeah, yeah, blah, blah, poem about blah, blah. And you're like, don't know it. And they're like, you don't know it. And I'm like, I don't know it. And they're like, well, I don't know it. And you're like, just don't. And they're like, well, did you read it once? Maybe. Why can't you remember it? And you're like, leave me alone, please. (laughs) <laughs> leave me alone improv can be that way improv is like that oh, have you seen so-and-so have you taken classes with so-and-so molly you're no. so right that was one thing that put me off improv at the beginning i was like this is fucked like i don't need to have trained with all of these trainers to enjoy improv yeah or to be good at it or to qualify as a as a decent or quote unquote 
quote unquote successful improviser. Okay. So going into round two, we have Kaylee at four points, Daisy at two. It really could go either way. Kaylee does have quite a bit of advantage, but you never know in round three. Things get crazy. Okay, ladies, final round. Daisy, what is your final top tip? <laughs> okay. So <laughs> bear with me. My- oh, I'm preparing <laughs> myself for this one. I feel like it's a wild card. My final top tip is coming. So, right, let me <laughs> let me explain this. Right. So, one of the modules <laughs> that I did at university. You mean <laughs> <laughs> and we know how much you love uni that's why I laughed because I was like <laughs> coming back uh, you have to remember I spent a lot of my university days both drinking and crying simultaneously so <laughs> my attendance I got two one at uni and my attendance my entire time at university at, in terms of actual lectures was less than 10%. I never actually showed up. So now when students are like, oh, but how can we do a degree if we don't go to class? I'm like, this guy, this is how you do it. <laughs> you know what? Just read the notes online. You'll be fine. Because I did not like attending. But because of my low attendance, I can't explain what I'm trying to explain very well, which is <laughs> correspondence bias, I think is what it's called. And it's the idea that someone will infer something like because without looking at the context of the situation so they did an experiment I don't remember who because as I said drinking crying somebody did an experiment where they got participants and they made some of them the quiz master and some of them contestants and then they got an audience to view it and the audience knew that they had seen the experiment be set up. So they knew that some had been made that instant quiz master and some had been made contestant. And the audience perception was that those who were the quiz master were more intelligent than those answering the questions. Even though there was a clear advantage, because if you were deciding what question to ask, you would decide a question that you personally knew the answer to. So like Kaylee, could ask me how to make the perfect collage or how to make a moon rainbow or rain stick or whatever. And I wouldn't know. But Kaylee, of course, would know because it's in her hand. How to make a moon rainbow? How? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> but it's this clearly a bias. And in life, I think with people, especially, I hate to say it, but performer types, but not even performer types, there are certain people that can engineer a conversation to their advantage in that they'll choose the topic Mm. that they're more knowledgeable in. They'll give both online on social media and in person their highlight reel. And so they are sort of priming their achievements that then or picking topics that are quite obscure I had like an ex-boyfriend who was quite academically intelligent but in terms of emotional intelligence thick as shit and he (laughs) which he wasn't a very nice person which is why I'm allowed to say that I'm not saying he was just someone (laughs) slow but he was very intelligent and I used to always feel a bit inferior in our like an imposter within our own couple because he Mm -hmm. would talk about like really obscure like classical music or really obscure European politics and I wouldn't really know what he was talking about 
And it was like he did it to like show how clever he was and how Mm -hmm. stupid I was. But then he, on an evening when he was with Drazy, which is drunk Daisy, made a (laughs) fatal error because he told me something about human trafficking. He gave me this theory about how to sort of solve like sex trafficking And he didn't know this, but I actually wrote my dissertation on media representations of human trafficking. So it's like one obscure topic that I actually know a lot about. And what he said was complete nonsense, right? It sounded clever, but was just wrong. And because I was pissed, I knew it. And oh my God, I was gleeful. (laughs) I was like, fuck you! I was like, yes! I have things to tell you on this subject. And then it made me question, because I happened to know about that subject, it made me question every other time that he had been starting to know it all, that maybe had someone been there who knew about that very obscure thing. And that's the thing. If you ever feel like an imposter, remember that somebody else is setting the questions you know so what I Mm. recommend to all people is if you feel that you're in a situation and someone else has got the upper hand just put the conversation towards whatever you want to talk about that you feel confident about so if you're in a job interview and you think oh this isn't going well just talk about human trafficking bring it around to human (laughs) trafficking or stand-up comedy or something that you think I happen to know a lot about this or just talk about yourself because you're always going to be like the world expert in you so start asking them questions turn the whole process around say what do you think that I'm gonna have for dinner later and they'll be like oh cheese on toast and you'll be like wrong and now suddenly you're in the driving seat that's a great idea yeah that's a what did I have for breakfast this morning Mr interviewer go on you tell me that you tell I'm interviewing too you know yeah I need to know (laughs) if I'll fit in here also so that's my that's my tip excellent thank you Daisy Kaylee your response this tip has brought up a lot of stuff for me one <laughs> this is how daisy i think wooed ben because when she got into the swing of this she was she was on another planet i'm a ninja yeah she was she <laughs> was and she wooed me two i think that the cut cu- it's interesting when you talked brought up the the subject of couples and imposter syndrome in couples because sometimes like when you're in a relationship with someone it can be like a fear like if they find out who i am like who I am 100% and not just who I am on a first second third date like had a couple of drinks bit smiley excited like who I really am they won't love me so it made me think of that and um I've done a picture of a little woman sitting on a chair with (laughs) wavy hair (laughs) (laughs) great Thank you, Kaylee. And with that, what is your final top tip for surviving imposter syndrome? Okay, so my final top tip is if you're a politician, because we know that we've got the funeral funeral directors listening and we've got the politicians yep. listening. So they're a big constituent on exactly, this podcast. Exactly, yeah. Um, if you're a politician, consider having a little bit of imposter syndrome. It might make the world go around a little easier. Now, Nicola Sturgeon, who's a woman, she's opened up about having imposter syndrome or having it suffering it she feels it personally and professionally in an article on the independent she says 
in some ways, I think women should work to overcome imposter syndrome, but there is a bit of humility as well that I don't think we should ever lose completely. So I think that kind of ties in with Daisy's tip when she says, have a little bit of it and be happy. So yeah, so um, there's another article called Imposter Syndrome is a Response to a World that Doesn't Believe in Women. And mm. I think Nicola Sturgeon's doing pretty well by being in the position she is, powerful woman, and also opening up about her vulnerabilities. Bernard Russell has a quote which says, the whole problem with the world is that fools and fanatics are always so certain of themselves, but wiser people so full of doubt. Mm. And I just think this, this really links to imposter syndrome. I think that the world would be a better place if politicians, I'm not including Nicola Sturgeon, because she's obviously, admit she's had it, Republican and Conservative especially, would light a bit of incense, and cry watching the boat go down <laughs> in the Titanic, you know? I'm not really sure how we get politicians to have a spoonful of the IS. But I've got some ideas which I thought I'd share with you. Right. Number one, ask Matt Hancock to put a bit of IS into the morning briefing. Hello, everybody. We are going to be smelling some incense this morning, uh, watching the boat go down in the Titanic, and then we will get to the cases of what's going on in the world. Obviously, Pretty Patel would not be up for that as she hates showing oh any vulnerability. No. I mean, the other thing is I could try and get an arts council grant to develop a potion which involves <laughs> bottling up imposter syndrome, fly a bottle over to the White House and beg Donald Ooh. Trump just to take a little sniff. It would be mm. like a cologne that politicians can dab on their tongue to try and feel a bit of humility and maybe what it's like to be working class and fearing for your future. Maybe what it's like to be someone who can't afford a substantial meal with their pint. You know, maybe they just want a pasty and a pint. What do you think I should call this potion? In 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 pus in potion syndrome. In potion syndrome. Okay, <laughs> a little play on words there. A little play on words from the judge, Molly. Imposterous. Imposterous. Sounds like Mauritius. I was trying to say Mauritius, but it didn't really work. Imposterous, like I said. Mauritius. Mm, okay. I couldn't actually. I sat it for an hour trying to think of a pun. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't think of anything. Yeah, I think I put my name, my like name, which is not, I guess someone listening might have a better idea, was just eat the rich. <laughs> <laughs> As a world... We're not feeling an internal sense of success because there's only so much success that goes around. Basically, Donald Trump and Dominic Cummings are hogging all of the success that we should all be sharing equally. So if Trump drinks the potion, I don't doubt he'll be on his knees crying, saying, I'm not really orange. I'm not really orange. It's fake. My face is fake. And we'll all say... We know. We know. You also did really lose. Yeah. We know. He, he needs to have a little bit of it. I entered into the realm of surrealism there, guys, but it is a job and I would never want to do it. I would never, it's one job I don't want to do is be a politician. No. And I was thinking about how being the prime minister, for example, of England is like being the manager of a football team. You know, like everyone's on the sidelines going, oh, Sean, you get down there do this do that and everyone's telling them what to do and it's the same with the prime minister like but to a different degree like yeah. everyone is telling them what to do and so like I was imagining the house of commons as like a background locker room with like 
all of the um lords like asking questions but they're really and ladies they're really um they're really like in their sports football's kits saying like this 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 is this and instead of being called the house of commons it would be called the house of commons commons <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of my tip thank you kaylee daisy your response my dog Kaylee needed to go out halfway through your tip so I muted my microphone to run off and do that so I missed a lot of what you said and then when I came back you said oh I've just been a bit surreal there so I can <laughs> I can gather from that I probably wouldn't have agreed but I didn't hear <laughs> enough of it to know why so given that I feel you're probably going to win this episode anyway I'm just going to I'm not even going to try and make some hippy dippy thing. I'm just going to say, Kaylee, I think your tip was very sound. That's like the equivalent okay. of saying you look very healthy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you, Daisy. Thank you, Kaylee. Amazing. So at the end of this round, we have Daisy saying, if you feel like an imposter, imposter in a conversation, just turn the conversation to what you want to talk about. I actually really like that because it is true. I feel like a lot of people do that. They make themselves look smarter because they're talking about things that they, this happens in politics all the time. You know, they redirect conversations and debates into like what they know about what they want to talk about so they can, they can sound smarter. And then to Kaylee, politicians need to have a bit of imposter syndrome and maybe the world would be a better place. And she had a really nice quote that went something yada, yada, yada. And then the wiser, when was that? The wiser, so full of doubt. People, what was it about? The wise people are so, the wise ones are full of doubt, but the fools and the fanatics are not. I must be the most ingenious person on this planet, if that's true. And then also Kaylee and her response to Daisy's has a nice little imposter syndrome relationships. Yeah, because you kind of don't want somebody to know a bit about yourself and what you have on the inside okay so this was actually a really good round oh shoot I think I'm going to say okay so I'm going to give because they're both really good so I'm I think I'm going to give two points to Daisy for if you're feeling like an imposter in a conversation just turn this conversation to what you want to talk about or recognize that somebody's just talking about what they want to talk about so they can sound smart but I am going to also give a point to Kaylee because I think she's right. If politicians have a little bit of imposter syndrome or if we can bottle that up, the world may be a better place and let them think more about what they've been doing with their actions. And so that gives Kaylee five points and Kaylee wins. Kaylee has survived imposter syndrome four to five. Congratulations. Thank you. But as we all know, I think, Daisy, you said this, we don't actually have it at the moment because there's nothing to feel like an imposter about. (laughs) (laughs) Wise words. Wise words, (laughs) Kaylee. Thank you. This has been How to Survive Your Life, How to Survive Imposter Syndrome. If you liked this podcast or any other episodes, please tell your friend, tell your local politician, tell somebody, and maybe give us a like or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at how the number two survive pod on Facebook, how to survive your life. Or you can email us at how to survive your life pod at gmail.com. I am, I was trying to think of some imposter syndrome related. No, you are Molly Merwin because you're not an imposter. You are Thank Molly you, Merwin. Thank you, Kaylee. I am. 
am Molly Merwin. Kaylee, who are you? Courteous astronaut. (laughs) (laughs) And Daisy, who are you? Oh, just Daisy. She can't give you her real name because obviously the fundraisers (laughs) will come after her. (laughs) Yes, that's Daisy, Daisy Elk. Thank you. (laughs) Goodbye. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Theme music by Bizarre.